0: This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com.
1: Strangers and Aliens, episode 240. Strangers and Aliens, summer movie series. Spider-Man Homecoming Road
0: Trip. Welcome back to Strangers and Aliens, a podcast about science fiction, fantasy, faith, and imagination and comic book movies. We're going on a road trip. My name is Evan David. I'm one of your co-hosts and I'm joined by
1: Ben Avery. That's me.
0: And we have a guest with us in the car once again. He's joined us for the last two Star Wars road trip episodes. It's Hudson Farrell.
2: Hello, that is my name.
0: And we are going to go see Spider-Man Homecoming right now. Ben, what are you thinking?
2: I am
1: thinking that we are about to go see Spider-Man Homecoming right now.
0: Yep. (laughs) Okay, I guess I will steer the conversation then. (laughs) I mean, I was, you asked me what I was
1: thinking. That's, I, I don't mince words when people ask me what I'm thinking about.
0: I tell them what I'm thinking about. Yes, you do. So, what? Uh, what are our histories here with this character? That's what we usually do, right? What are what's your history? What What do you? How How do you know Spider Man? We'll start with Hudson.
2: I knew who Spider Man was at oh probably since I was like six years old, but I think I read one or two comic books with him. Uh, But never watched the movies because I was scared to death of spiders. And so Spider-Man just logically seemed that I would be not happy with it. But then I think it was you who actually convinced me to watch it. So I did watch um, The Amazing Spider-Man, the first one. So
0: So that's your only Spider-Man movie you've seen?
2: Yes, that is my only Spider-Man movie that I've seen. But you've
0: seen Civil War, right?
2: Yes, I have.
0: Because you're a huge... You're a huge Captain America fan. That's your favorite superhero, right?
2: I would, yeah, I would say so. All right, yeah, he's
0: wearing a Captain America shirt right now to the thing. So <laughs>
2: I'm following. I'm following Ben's uh, choice of not wearing the thing to the thing. So I'm wearing Captain America America's to the Spider- It's don't wear the shirt to the thing. <laughs> all right, don't wear the thing to the thing
1: is a misappropriation of my quote by Evan. I think I don't know if I've ever. <laughs> Quoting me, you said, are are you wearing the thing to the thing? But it's the shirt. You don't wear the shirt to the thing. That's what I... Gotcha. And,
0: Ben, who are you wearing right now?
1: I am wearing Funko Pop Aquaman T-shirt that I just happened... I I was made aware of it this morning by Matt Anderson of the Sci-Fi Christian, and he saw it at his Target up in uh, Minneapolis, and yesterday my kids did an impromptu Happy Father's Day where I was given a T shirt that was actually a Spider Man t shirt and I was just looking at it thinking, I can't wear that tomorrow. And then I went to Target to buy some shoes for my daughters. And we just happened to walk by all of the, you know, geek stuff just accidentally. And they they just happened to have a two X Funko Aquaman T shirt and it is now on my body.
0: Nice. It was paid for.
1: By the way, it's it, it, I, I I missed a step in there, yeah. But I purchased it and now it's on my body.
0: Nice. And I've got my Adam West Batman T-shirt. It says old school on it.
1: So none of us are wearing the shirt to the thing, which means we are all correctly attired. We are we're do- we're good to go.
0: And okay, so Ben, you probably got a large history with Spider-Man. I'm assuming because you're the Marvel guy. So. Yeah.
1: Long history with Spider-Man. I mean, Spider-Man was one of those early cartoon shows I remember watching. Um, I mean, if you want to go really far back and deep, Electric Company had a live action Spider-Man who didn't speak, but he was in these segments of of Electric Company uh, back when I was real little. And then there was the cartoon, the 66 or 68 cartoon or whatever it was. Uh, I've obviously watched it in, in reruns, but Uh, That was on at 3 o'clock or 3.30, something like that when I would get home from school. It was that and Battle of the Planets. Um, Actually, Spider-Man, though, I was watching even earlier than Battle of the Planets. And it got to the point where my mom... I do remember this very vividly. I was sitting in the the living room, and my mom yelled out to me, Is Spider-Man falling again? And I was like, Wow, Mom, how did you know? But it's because they always had this saxophone descending scales that would go... So my mom just knew it was happening again. He was falling to the streets of New York because of his webbing gave out or something like that. And he was going to, you know, almost certainly not die, but you know, it happened every episode and we still worried about him when we were four and five years old. So that's early Spider-Man for me. I, Spider-Man was always in my comic books that I had when I was young. So, I mean, he was always a thing for me with comic books, with the cartoon show, the, Uh, Spider-Man cartoon of, well, I don't know what year it was, but the, in the 2000s, the, that was just Spider-Man. Oh wait, Spider-Man is amazing friends. That was a huge, huge deal for me when I was a kid. Um, it was just, that was appointment television. And when that was on with the incredible Hulk, that was a big deal with that hour there and Iceman and Firestar were really cool. Um, yeah. And then, you know, when I was in college or out of college and that Spider-Man cartoon was on, that was kind of, would have serialized, you know, five episode arcs and that kind of thing. Uh that was really cool. I love the finale for that cartoon. That's one of the best cartoon finales I've ever seen. Uh simply because it ends with Spider-Man giving Stan Lee a ride over the we- uh, over the, the streets of New York, you know, and Stan Lee I just watched it. Uh, two days ago I watched that episode on just to watch that end part with, with uh Stan Lee and he's like, I've always wanted to go web slinging for real, you know, and it's really kind of a it's a cool moment um yeah and, and so basically every iteration of spider-man on the screen has been something i've been interested in seeing and wanting to see i like toby Maguire, i like andrew garfield i like so far tom holland um and in comics to me uh you know peter parker lovable loser uh i've just always been attracted to that character as far as I've always felt like him, and I think that's one of the big reasons why people do um, appreciate and like Peter Parker as a character because they feel like, you know, even if you're not exactly the kind of loser he is, I think almost everyone feels like a loser at some point in their life, and so that's a, that's a part of it. I hope that's something that we get done well in this movie, um, but yeah, uh, Superman and Spider-Man, I think there's never been a time in my life that they haven't been uh, just kind of front and center for me. Uh Superman I always liked more because he was so powerful and he's someone I aspired to be and Spider-Man was someone that I looked at as someone that I kind
0: of was. So, yeah. so you'd say Spider-Man's probably in your top 10 characters? Uh, superheroes?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I, I never I don't think I've actually sat down to do a top 10 superheroes list um but he's definitely on there.
0: Cool. And for me, very similar to Ben, I mean, I, I didn't watch the 60s TV show, uh, but I, I caught some reruns of Spider-Man and his amazing friends, but my my original exposure to Spider-Man was the 90s cartoon that Ben was talking 90s. about with the, with the five-episode arcs. I mean, it was that, Batman, and Power Rangers all at the same time. That was my first superheroes. That's
1: a, that's a golden age right there. Yeah. That really is.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't
1: feel bad that I missed it because I had my own, but... So that's a golden age. Like that would have been a great childhood.
0: Yeah. And I mean, Superman, the animated series followed that up very quickly after. So, uh, Spider-Man was like the only Marvel character that I really liked. Uh, I mean, X-Men was on around the same time. I didn't really enjoy that. Uh, and apart from them, I don't think I knew of any other Marvel characters. So <laughs> it was Spider-Man and then the rest was DC. Uh, but every, are you want to say something?
1: Ben? I was say that cartoon though, gave you so much. Like you got, you got Punisher in that cartoon. You got ghost Rider in that cartoon. You got, um,
0: daredevil. You know,
1: I mean, you got so much stuff that they, they put in that cartoon. It was, it was a perfect, let's get kids into it kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I watched uh, all through, all through my, uh, adolescent years. I watched that, uh, MTV, uh, CGI Spider-Man show by Rainmaker. i enjoyed that with Neil Patrick Harris, uh, spectacular Spider-Man. We just talked about that, uh, a little while ago. One of, in my opinion, it's the best Spider-Man media that we've gotten so far. Um, then, uh, and then I, I sampled Ultimate Spider-Man, the TV show, and have disowned it thoroughly. And uh, also, he was he appeared in uh, Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Heroes. That was good too. Uh, I like I like all the Tobey Maguire movies. I really like I like the third one. That's right. I said it. I enjoy that.
1: I'm with you on that. The one I'm not with you on. Is Amazing Spider-Man 2, right? That's the one you like, right?
0: Yeah, I mean... The the
1: rest of the world is against you on that one.
0: It's not my favorite, but I enjoy it. I still think it's an enjoyable movie. I I can't. I
1: can't even bring myself to think about it.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I really like it. I thought thought that one was the most screen-accurate, or the comic-accurate Spider-Man that we've seen on the screen in live action. Until now. Until now, yes, and I'm hoping that this movie blows it out of the water. Um, speaking of this movie, oh yeah, I want one more thing about my my history of Spider-Man. I've talked about it before. We did a whole episode on Ultimate Spider-Man. The comic series this is my first Spider-Man comic series, my first Marvel comic series, and it's my favorite comic book series to this day. It trumps all the other ones uh, with any other hero. It's just my favorite. So, I really, really like I like Spider-Man. He's he's probably my top top three or four. Um, superheroes so uh, all right, Ben let's talk about the movie Hudson the movie what are you thinking what are you expecting hopes dreams fears I
1: got a a question before that was it necessary to bring Spider-Man into the MCU that's the question that everyone's saying finally he's where he belongs and finally he gets to be with all the other superhero characters and stuff like that I never minded that the Tobey Maguire movies were just their own thing and it was just him. And I never minded the same thing with Andy Andrew Garfield, is just letting it be its own thing. And I I don't know if that's because I'm just I was used to, you know, Superman and Batman. I mean the Batman movies, they mentioned Metropolis once. Uh, you know, and that was kind of a tie in to, oh, we're in a greater DC universe or something. It was the it was Val Kilmer saying something about um Chris O'Donnell's music being too loud and they're gonna hear you all the way in Metropolis, and it's just I'm used to that. And so for me to not have Spider-Man in the MCU, it wasn't that big of a deal. Now bringing him in also that's cool, but it also means we are getting three Marvel movies this year, three Marvel movies that are MCU this year. And this is, it almost feels like Disney is having to like, just do this fancy footwork just to avoid stepping on their own feet as they're doing these release schedules and stuff like that with the star Wars and Pixar and, and Marvel. And I just, I don't feel like it's like this in intense, we have to bring him into the MCU. So I'm curious what you guys think about that.
0: Hudson.
2: Uh, let me gather my thoughts on that. Cause I have not thought about that.
0: Okay. Well for me, I don't think it was necessary. Like we have to do this, uh, because obviously the MCU was doing just fine <laughs> without <laughs> Spider-Man. Um, but, I think that I mean if we if you can do it why not do it why not
1: cuz here's my problem now is you know I'm seeing these articles I'm seeing statements on Facebook from people and they're saying oh finally maybe this means now we can bring the X-Men into the MCU and the and Fantastic 4 into the MCU and I'm just thinking the MCU is so crowded already like we don't necessarily need all these things and in a comic book universe where it's 10 comic books you know 10 monthly comic books a week or something like that you've got so much room to do all that stuff and bring in all these people but you know for we again we're getting three movies now and one of them is an avengers movie that's coming up and it there's gonna be there's no space there's no room and i'm just wondering to myself you know we now have to wait on black panther Black Panther was going to be earlier. Everything was going to be earlier. This this pushed everyone back a slot, and it, it just feels like you know, it's it's already crowded. It's it, we already have so much stuff going on and so many people.
0: So I'm okay. I'm not feeling the overcrowding that you're feeling. I mean, I think I don't. I feel like it's fine. Uh, I think we need. We do need to put in more heroes if the MCU is going to keep going because. The Avengers, they're all going to retire their contracts very do soon. Want,
1: do you want the X-Men in
0: there? I mean, once again, I don't care. Uh, but if they do want to do it, I mean, I'm all for it, sure. Because they're going to put Wolverine in cool yellow spandex and make it look awesome. And they are not going to care about black leather jumpsuits and we got to make it all look contemporary or whatever. It's, it's just going to be – they're going to do it right. Yeah,
1: they are. they are. They, they, we verbed this. We, we called it M- MCUing a character.
0: Yes, but there's MCUing and then there's 20th Century Foxing.
1: Wait, it, okay, I'll I'll give you that right now. Uh, and that's the one thing that could be good out of this is if something does happen where they're like, okay, we'll bring in the Fantastic Four to the MCU. That there's just something about bringing the MCU with with the Fantastic Four, be just historically who they are, and also maybe the opportunity to have a, a good Fantastic Four movie.
0: But I think if they if they brought him in and this is my idea for Fantastic Four, if you brought them in, you did a retroactive thing like Captain America or the beginning of Ant-Man and you set it in the 60s, they time travel, they end up in the you know, future by the end. I think that'd be really cool if you did like a 60s themed you know, Steve Ditko yeah. Fantastic Four. That'd be so cool. That
1: was an early pitch for uh, 20th Century Fox. So that was one of their early pitches was to do um, basically Fantastic Four in the 60s and they were kind of modeling it after uh, like a Hard Day's Night kind of thing where they're, they're superhero Beatles, uh, not bugs, but the band because the hard days night movie was about the, the Beatles, the, the, the band
0: just where they're very famous and, you know, the wedding is the event of the century and
1: having to deal with fame, but also having to deal with, 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 um, but having to deal with things, and it's just, you know, which is a whole different kind
2: of thing, kind of culture and that kind of thing. So
0: Hudson, you gathered your thoughts?
2: I I kind of agree that Spider Man didn't necessarily have to come, but since he was able to come, why not? Um, because then you do see him as a part of the universe, and I most of the people that I talked to have not been happy with the Spider Man editions and Tommy McGuire and Andrew Garfield. Like they're like it's one or the other, like part. You kind of get the idea of who Spider-Man is, but not really. Um, So I think a lot of, at least from the fan side of things, is that they're really hoping they get an accurate depiction of the Spider-Man that they want. That's a really good point, too. So Marvel bringing that in, although, yes, it might crowd it, we might actually get an accurate picture of who Spider-Man is, and people will be really happy with that.
0: Cool. I, I mean, I agree with that. And uh, I, I've i expressed this on... I don't know if I expressed this on, on this show. I, on Welcome to Level 7, we did a segment on the Spider-Man trailer. I just have some misgivings about the the style of story they're doing. The, the Peter Parker Avenger in training is my least favorite type of Spider-Man story. They did that in the Ultimate comic books. They did that in the Ultimate Spider-Man TV show. They gave him the spider cycle. Ugh.
1: I don't think you have to worry about the spider cycle, though. Yeah, I'm
0: not, I'm not worried about that. But still, it's like
1: I turned the wrong way. Chick Fil A is left.
0: We have missed the turn to Chick Fil A, and we have 35 minutes before the start of the film. It's a race against time. The podcast just got a lot more exciting.
1: The drive-through, or you want to go inside?
0: Whatever's faster.
1: It's this exciting conversation here.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, um, yes. Okay, another question, then. With Spider-Man coming into the MCU, you have all this stuff coming out with Sony talking about Venom and Black and Silver with uh, Black Cat and Silver Sable as a kind of a, I don't know what that would be, but it sounds like it could be a cool movie idea, but um, Sony creating their own Spider-Verse, I mean, originally that's what it was going to be, Spider-Verse, but then Spider-Man got pulled into the MCU, and so suddenly the question is, and, and nobody... I I don't even know what the answer is yet. It sounds like there is going to be a Spider-Man continuity that Sony is going to be building. And because of that, it's tangentially related to the MCU because uh, Tom Holland is going to be the Spider-Man that links together the Spider-Man continuity that Sony is creating. But now you have all these weird other movies coming to the MCU. So what do you guys think about that stuff? The Venom movie, the R rated Venom movie, which, if it's an R rated Venom movie that's actually like a horror movie, like an Aliens kind of thing, I could go for that. That could be really interesting. If it's R rated, like, you know, a Deadpool kind of thing, I'm not excited about that. Um, but then also, uh, you know, possibly a Sinister Six, or I don't know what else they could do. Um, web spinners. Or-
0: um,. As far as Venom goes, you know, if it's an R-rated Venom movie, I'm probably not going to go see it. But aside from that, uh, I mean, they've given him supposedly they've given him the one villain that I think would work. If you want Venom to be the, you know, protagonist of your film, Carnage has got to be the antagonist. So they're at least doing that right. Oh, that's a long line. They go fast. The
1: manager here will actually come out and direct traffic sometimes to make things go faster. But if we go inside, I'm wondering how fast that's going to be, too. But let's do it. All right. We're going inside. We've got to go inside and then we're going to uh, come back out and finish our conversation as we drive to theater.
0: Okay, so, yep, yeah, uh, as far as Venom goes, I don't know. I think if they did, like, an Agent Venom sort of thing, and maybe the sequel, that could be great. Uh, if you just keep him with as classic Venom, I don't know how much heroing you're going to do. Um, and who's going to be the protagonist if the symbiote is the villain? I just don't know.
1: Well, he wouldn't be a protagonist. He'd be an anti-antagonist.
0: Right? Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. I just coined this. I don't know if it's a thing. Has there been a
0: movie like this in the past?
1: I'm sure there has. Okay.
0: Well, anyway, uh, we're going to go get some chicken. We'll be back. We're back. We're back, and we're eating food while podcasting. So we were talking about Venom and the spinoff movies. Uh, I finished saying what I was going to say about Venom about the Black Cat Silver Sable. I know nothing about Silver Sable except for what I've read in the Ultimate Comic Books. Um, Black Cat never super interested me. But, I mean, superhero female spin off character movies have gone very well in the past, so, you know, I'm sure this will just fall in line with those.
2: And here's the thing, though, with uh, merging Spider-Man to the MCU. Um and Sony's still wanting to make Spider-Man-based movies, then you almost get that. Although there's the crowding in the MCU, it almost expands upon it because then you get this other company that's able to produce these movies that Marvel could not. So you almost get more content because of the merging.
0: Yeah. The question is, will they be good? Um, Because... I was being sarcastic earlier about the special team character, side character movies because so far we've got Catwoman which is widely considered maybe the worst superhero movie that there's been besides Batman and Robin maybe. And
1: Electra, which is also considered.
0: And Electra. Which is also considered one of the worst. So that's uh, you know, we'll see. Well,
1: but Black Cat, my, my understanding, and I'm not real familiar with these, black cat is basically Catwoman; she's a cat burglar from what my experience with her is silver sable is more of a spy and so i think what could be there could be a really cool thing coming out of that pairing up and having you know the, the thief and the spy teaming up together they start out against each other because the thief is bad and the spy is good or whatever um or maybe they're both bad i don't know it just, it feels like the whole, let's expand the Spider-Man universe and create an MCU of Spider-Man. This is before Spider-Man was in the MCU. It just felt like everything they were going to do except for Spider-Man was dark. It was... Or dumb. It was villains. It was villains teaming up. It was Venom. It was...
0: It was Aunt May. Yeah, uh, well, I don't know about that, but... Um, Did you not hear about that? They were planning an Aunt May movie back in the day when she was a spy.
1: Oh my gosh! Sure, whatever. But <laughs> the point being that once you know Spider Man was in the MCU and they're talking about this, and I'm thinking, well, wait a minute—is this all MCU stuff? It's all dark. It's all this this dark stuff that's not going to really, you know, highlight what to me Spider Man is not a dark character. Now he has he goes, goes through dark things, but ultimately he is one of the more he's he's optimistic because even though these terrible things are happening around him and to him he's still keeping his head up and he's still trying hard and he's still you know i'm i'm going to keep going and i'm going to give up and i'm going to you know put my costume in the garbage can but then i'm also going to um go back to it and 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 get it back and you know i'm going to wear this black costume that brings out the worst in me but i'm going to do my best to get rid of it then too and the the whole Venom, the original Venom symbiote storyline, is an awesome, you know, sin redemption story. Absolutely. So anyway, all that to say, it's just weird to me. It's really, really weird and an odd way to build a uh, a franchise
0: without the main character. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what they should have done? I don't. They should have done the. They should do the Clone Saga, and then you just get Tom Holland to play Ben Riley. And you can make your own. You can have Spider Man in your movies without having Spider Man in your movies.
1: Maybe I wish they would have done the Tobey Maguire Mm. is Peter Parker as an older man now. Wrap those three Spider Man movies into the MCU, and then go with Miles Morales.
0: That would be cool. Now I heard they are making an animated Miles Morales movie. They are, yeah. So that'll be neat. And that's another thing I don't. I'm not crazy about this movie is that they've taken Ganke. Which is Miles' best friend, and a very unique character, and they have renamed him as Ned Leeds and put him in Peter Parker's friend circle. And I mean, that was another one of my nitpicks. Was I mean, Peter Parker's got such a great supporting cast. You don't why steal Miles Morales' supporting cast now? Now he's got a le- one less character he can use.
1: Except they didn't use the name, so they can still use him.
0: Yeah, everything but the name. He's exactly that character.
1: I don't know the character, but. We're going to find out about him now. So we're in the parking lot right now. We are ready to go inside.
2: And, yeah, let's go. Spider-Man, Spider-Man.
1: Hey, last word, Hudson.
2: Chick-fil-A is pretty good, man.
0: Chick-fil-A is pretty good. All right, we'll see you guys after the movie. Adios. And we're back. We have seen the movie. And we've had some experiences, and now we're back in the car, and we're ready to talk about the movie and those experiences. Ben, you want to start us off here? All right, AMC
1: Theaters. I'm calling you out. Poor customer service and the worst theater experience we've ever had in my life. I say we, but it's me. It was so hot, and I was just... I spent the whole day in hot today. I did not want to come to a theater and sit in a theater just drenched in sweat sitting next to a little kid who keeps bumping into me also Disney I'm calling you out yes. although this is Sony maybe more than Disney but you guys you guys I'm sitting next to a kid and you have Ned Leeds and I'm sorry I'm not going to get into the spoilers here except to say there, Ned Leeds makes a joke about pornography and as he makes this joke everyone in the theater laughs and the little kid sitting next to me leans over to his mom and says what's that mean and she didn't answer him. And then he says, what's that mean? And she says, nothing. It's nothing. And that kid right now is really wondering what that means. And thanks a lot, Disney, Sony. I'm calling you out for that. And I know there's people out there who watch the movie and are like, it's just a joke. It's just a joke. It's just a joke. And I understand what you're saying. And you know what? We've talked about this before. I'm a prude. I am. And the fact of the matter is that kid did not need to hear that. And it's on you, Sony. It's on you, Disney. And I understand the world is covered in it. I get it. I get it. And it was just one little joke in one little movie. But no, it's not just a little joke. It's like a really, really bad thing. It's a really bad thing that destroys lives. And yep, you're making a joke about it. And he wasn't really looking at it. I get it. But that's my rant. Now, I enjoyed the movie. I really, really enjoyed the movie. It was a good, good movie. Except that one part, just really, I'm sitting there covered in sweat, just thinking this is a, not a good experience. Wondering is something wrong with my health. Is everyone else okay? And everyone else then was complaining about it too, so I'm I'm okay with that. It wasn't my health, but um, and then that one little bit there with the kid, and I and I might not have even it might not have stuck out to me as much as it did if if that kid hadn't said that. But um, yeah, so. Okay, so that's the negatives. You guys have anything to add to the, those little negative bits there where I'm calling out AMC, worst customer service, and worst, uh, you know, you, when someone asks to talk to the manager, you don't say, is it about the temperature? Yeah, we got someone working on it. And then they say, you know, y- you don't just brush them off, you know. You, and, and it bothers me because I'm, I'm in management, you know. And, and I, I go to all these, like, good management classes, and then when people don't do good management, it bugs me more. I don't know why, but anyway, um, that was it. Was it was bad? It it, it speaks to how well the, how good the movie is, though. Yeah. That I enjoyed the movie in spite of. I like it never once crossed my mind. I need to get out of here and leave because this is terrible. And if maybe if we had, we could have gotten our money back and gone to a different theater. Yep. But but it didn't cross my mind because I wanted to see the rest of the movie. So. Alright, you guys have anything to add to that?
0: Uh, just that I'm in I'm in full agreement with you about the pornography thing. Ben leaned over and told me about the kid in the middle of the movie when that happened and sa- same thing, like my heart just kind of dropped a little bit because I mean, I've shared my testimony before, uh, I'm sure I'll share it again in the future, but I, that's something that God has freed me from uh, after a long battle with that and yeah, just to think about that kid, he's wondering what it is his mom didn't tell him and now... He's curious, you know, so it kind of stinks a lot.
1: And I know, I know there are people listening right now who are just like, Ben, it's not that big of a deal. And, and, and you, this is, this is me. Okay. I This is, this is my opinion. And this is just emotionally the way it hit me. And it is an emotional hit. uh, Cause I've got kids, you know, and I've got, I've got girls who are surrounded with this stuff. And I've got sons, one who, you know, is very, very young. And one who is, uh, you know, a middle teenager, and so it's the kind of thing where it it just bothers me. And so I put it out there because it's a podcast about us talking about movies. And you know, if, if you're if you disagree with me, that's that's fine. And I I'm not gonna hold it against you. Hopefully, you're not gonna hold it against me. So we'll we'll go with that. But
0: Hudson, do you got anything you want to say?
2: Uh, on that topic, sure. Um, I. I laughed at first, but then the gravity of what it was really hit me and I was And now that you mentioned that, you know, it's a it's a young kid too who's saying this. So, it's just setting a role model, um this kid who's funny and enjoyable character and then joking about that. So, um yeah, in agreement with you. Um Let's move on. I would say it's hotter outside than it was. Or hotter inside than it was outside. Um, yep. Can we crank up the cooling back here?
0: <laughs> okay, so
2: that's the anything negative about the actual
0: movie besides the 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 poor joke. Anything else you want to, or do we want to move on to positives? We're gonna be vague here because non-spoilers. Oh, oh, say that again, Hudson.
2: I said there was a lot of language, um, much more than your average Marvel movie. At this, uh, what is it, raid? PG-13, I'm assuming. Yeah, it seemed a lot more, or implied language as well as language. I don't know.
0: Yeah, they had a lot of uh, cutoffs, you know, from... Do you think this is worse or better than Guardians of the Galaxy?
1: I I don't think it's as bad as Guardians of the Galaxy, not at all. And, yeah, there is language. And, again, I'm listening, you know, I'm I'm sitting next to this little kid, but I don't think this kid's heard anything worse. uh, Or heard... I I think this kid has heard much, much worse than that. From the people sitting behind us.
0: Yes, that's true. Um, all right. So non-spoilers, did you, or did you not like the movie? Can you give us a five-star rating? Maybe share some things that you did like that won't spoil.
1: I'm going to go with a 4.5 star rating on this one. Um, it was really, really good. Very good Spider-Man movie. It's a movie that could only be a Spider-Man movie, um... One of the things I talk about that I like about Spider-Man when when it's done well, and it's not every time. I mean, it's other it's other Spider-Man stories are done well that don't follow this model, but the one model that I like about Spider-Man stories is that people from his um, from his personal life end up being affect, end up affecting his superhero life. And so, one example that I just came across and just realized really what it was uh, and the way it was working was how Dr. Octopus, in some ways, is like the really awful stepdad because of Dr. Octopus's relationship with Aunt May. And it's it's that kind of thing. And then, you know, Green Goblin's father, or Green Goblin, rather, being the father of his best friend. And then later, after Green Goblin dies, actually being his best friend. And, you know, those kind of things, how uh, uh, superheroing affect his his real life and become kind of, metaphors in his in his real life and i liked that i liked the the motivation behind the bad guys um that they're just kind of workaday people just trying to get ahead they've been you know pushed down by the man and this is their recourse and you know there's some things with with that and and they actually have a decent motivation um in some ways vulture is kind of like the um evil version of of tony stark and just again, yeah, well, but in a in a better way, I think, and you have these kind of this father son relationship between Tony Stark and peter parker and that and that works, and that's good and, and I like what they, they set up for the next movie and how they set it up and uh I, I liked a lot of that stuff some of the stuff I didn't like is really spoilerish, and there's not a lot of it um it's it's just uh quibbles like. There's a lot of Spider-Man his people who are historically part of the Spider-Man mythos, the Rogues Gallery. A lot of them just show up and are just there, and it's just very quick. And you just, oh, okay, well that guy's there, and, and so I guess they're the-
0: everywhere, man. <laughs> it was great.
1: It was, was they're all there, <laughs> not not all, but um, yeah. So, and and I didn't miss Green Goblin one bit, and I didn't miss J. Jonah Jameson it would have been good sure but i i was fine with them not being there
0: you can't have it all well you can you can and then it's a bloated movie yeah yeah so hudson what do you think
2: i really liked it um yeah i'm i'm right now i was sitting on a four star waiting to become higher um as the more i think about it um, but yeah i i really liked the storyline um it wasn't too predictable um, there's a couple points that caught me off guard which I always love um, yeah it, very funny um, for the most part um, definitely some crude humor but there's also a lot of really good just humor that um, anyone can enjoy and uh, let's see um, cool ending too I liked the ending so yep
0: all right and I'm gonna I'm wavering between a three point5 and a four uh i don't know where i'm gonna land so i'll just leave it with that uh there's a lot of a lot of stuff i liked about it and um not actually not very much i didn't like about it um the stuff we talked about earlier uh maybe that's left a sour taste in my mouth um and then yeah we'll talk about the rest in spoilers but a solid mcu entry um and maybe that's Something to talk about because I don't feel like this is this could be just a Spider-Man movie. Like it's it's a very MCU. It's it's an MCU movie. Yeah,
1: but what I'm saying is that they couldn't have told that story with another character. Yeah,
0: I I would agree with that.
1: That's what I mean. Is is that and and MCU's been pretty good about that kind of thing. There aren't too many MCU movies where anyone could have been the character and where you could just switch out a superhero and it could be anyone who. You know, with just minor tweaks or something like that. This this was definitely a Spider-Man flavored story and and a really good one. You know, I venture to say if I was ranking. Sorry, I had to really break there. (laughs) I would definitely say if I was ranking them all um, in all the Spider-Man movies, I I think this is the top. Spider-Man six is the best.
0: I'm just throwing it out there. Okay. Well, let's move into spoiler territory. I've got the organ keyed up here, so I'm going to play it. Spoilers. 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 We are now in spoiler territory, so anything goes. What did you like? What did you not like? You just want to let's just talk talk about it.
2: Uh,
0: I
1: don't know. Start with start with Hudson.
0: Okay, Hudson.
2: I liked how they alluded to uh, Peter Parker's past, just in small comments here and there, and sometimes Peter getting emotional and implying stuff about his past, just enough that you could understand what his past was without going through it all over again.
0: Yeah, there were no flashbacks, or they didn't even really talk about it. It's just oh. it just references and mentions of side stuff.
1: They mentioned that he was bitten by. Did they say radioactive spider? I think they
0: just said a spider.
1: Yeah, and and so they mentioned that that's what it caused. Uh, what caused his superheroes or superpowers, rather. But they did not say anything about Uncle Ben. They didn't even say the name Uncle Ben. And I don't know if I noticed a picture of Uncle Ben. I was more, you know, looking on the walls, seeing all the Star Wars action figures um, from from the nineties, like not the not originals from the seventies and eighties, but from like the Power of the Force era I think I'm not sure I'm not up on my Star Wars collecting right now but they were they seem to be from that like later wave kind of between uh, original trilogy and right around the prequel trilogy time Um, and he also had some of the 12 inch figures and you know, I'm just thinking wow this is really really bizarre the other thing that I was really interested in is that how, how Ned Leeds was able to just take that Lego Death Star everywhere and it only broke once like he took it to Peter's house. I'm assuming he took it back home. They were working on it at school?
0: Absolutely. Like
1: <laughs> I I never took Lego to school because I always like I always knew Lego comes apart, you know. So if I got to take a toy to school, of course I didn't take toys to school in high school, but if I was going to take a toy to school when I was in, you know, elementary school, it was a car. And it was a car with my initials on it so people knew whose car it was if they found it in the
0: playground. Lego, you can't put initials on every piece? I mean, come well, on. and that like that's the biggest, most expensive Lego set you can have. And he's just, like, carting it around. We'll, we'll work on it in the band room. are building it in the band
1: room. <laughs> like, what school do you have time to go and just sit in the
2: band room and work on a Lego Death Star? When you, get- when you got a guy as smart as Peter Parker, any school.
0: Well, yeah, and they, that was something they mentioned. It's a special school for, like,
1: smart people. And Flash Thompson was a smart guy.
0: Like- yeah like in an actual, he was actually smart yeah, he
1: was legit, I mean he was on their team their whatever uh, quiz bowl team or science decathlon team but he was an actual like brain and that was cool, I, I liked that I mean he was also an actual bully uh, really bad bully um, you know I wonder is is he one day going to be Venom and Secret Agent Venom someday <laughs> that would be After being wounded in, in war and yeah.
0: Let's, okay, so let's talk about the cameos here from the uh, the different Spider-Man people, the different characters, because I was really enjoying them popping up. <laughs> um, like, because that's that where Betty, Betty Brandt? Yeah, <laughs> be, Betty Brandt's in here, but she's not J. Jonah Jameson's secretary. She's one of the the people on the school newscast. All right, so this is something I enjoyed about a Spectacular Spider-Man is because they would they would throw in characters and you you would set them up, but it would be like ten episodes before they would turn into who they're supposed to turn into. So you had Gargan who had a scorpion tattoo on his neck. Uh-huh. He's gonna turn into the scorpion eventually hopefully. We had two shockers one of them <laughs> <laughs> one of them's just dead. Like he's just done. That's it. And he was the one with the, with the costumey bits he had the, he had the jacket that looked like the, the quilt. Had
1: the jacket at the end. Okay. Okay. Yeah, with, with, uh, with like the cross weaving and stuff. The yellow sleeve. Yeah he had it at the end there
0: you had um oh now i'm drawing a blank you had mj
1: yeah that was the worst did you call that ben no no i i figured she'd just be someone else but um i don't mind that that's who mj was i'd heard people talking about that maybe she's mj maybe she's mj but they kept calling her melissa and then uh, i go by mj which that's a cheat it is a cheat. It's a cheat, and that's why it's the worst. That's why I don't like it. Is they cheated because her name was Melissa, and then Michelle she, or Michelle, whatever. It wasn't Mary Jane, and it, you know it wasn't even Mary. It was just whatever her name was. And oh, I go by MJ. That's a cheat.
0: It reeks of Sony.
1: I cry foul. I cry shenanigans, sir.
0: But I was that was starting to dawn on me halfway through the movie. I'm like, you know what? I bet you she's Mary Jane,
1: or something bad. Or something bad. <laughs> there's a up here.
0: Yes. Yes. Are you trying to go down, Logan? Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. There's a roadblock up here. There's oh, okay. Shield is up there doing stuff, so we're going to have to... Damage control.
1: That's another... Uh, that could have been shield. That should have been shield, because shield was doing damage control's job in episodes of Agents of Shield, and now you have damage control as an official entity that's been around for eight years.
0: We had a bunch of... Uh, artifacts from the Avengers mentioned is I don't, I'm not familiar with Thor's magic belt.
1: I'm not either. I don't know what the name is, but happy couldn't say it. Maybe Steve would know. Um, anybody else that you remember? Speaking of happy, happy Hogan. Yeah. He's
0: a major character in this.
1: Yeah. And kind of a doofus.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That was one thing that was really bugging me is like Tony Stark and happy they're kind of being jerks and kind of idiots, also.
1: Yes, a little bit of both,
0: and I don't know. This isn't the Happy Hogan that I
1: came to know and love. I don't know if this guy's.
0: Gonna go and I don't think it's the Happy Hogan from it. Does it doesn't seem to mesh with his character from the uh, previous Iron Man films, in my opinion. It's it's been a long
1: time since I've seen Iron Man. Three is that the last one that he really? had? I yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I've seen that, but he. Kept talking about how he's just happy he has a job and then doesn't do his job very well.
0: So there's that. They keep trying to ignore Peter, who is trying to give them actual intel on crimes that are happening. And then when they do listen to him, they don't tell him they listen to him.
1: So he goes out and goes out on his own, which, you know, I, I get it. You know, Tony Stark, he's learning, learning how to be a mentor, learning how to actually you know, guide young lives without just the power and force of your personality, but also with, you know, caring and, and yeah, but
0: pepper pots.
1: Yes. Do you think they got
0: engaged? I don't know. So last we heard, what was it in civil war? We heard that they broke up and now they're still back together. And happy's got the ring, which he's been carrying around since 2008. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the year the first Iron Man movie came out? Uh, good stuff. That was a surprise to see her. Okay, I think that's everybody. We're going to get called out here by the I listeners. Don't
1: think, I don't think it is everybody, but it's all that I can remember right now.
0: Yes, me also. There. There's like there's a bunch of uh stuff on the street. It's it's like paper, it's packages. They're diapers. They're diapers. They're Those are diapers. There's just. Those are diapers. They're just a massive string of diapers that have covered the road. They're full. They're full diapers. They're
1: used diapers. They're
0: littering the streets. This is like, what, a a block? It's been. No, it's more than a block. block It's a block and a half of used diapers strung across the road.
1: I would say there's uh, easily like 10 dozen of them. Maybe maybe a little less than that, but not much less.
0: All right. <laughs> you me, uh, got out, Evan. Yes, Hudson's blaming my daughter on this. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we took that detour. <laughs> um. Yeah. So they. <laughs> 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 Sorry, it's just. So yeah, you're Ben. Earlier, you're talking about how. Peter Parker's superhero life is intersecting with his regular life, which is a great thing in the Spider-Man comics that always happens. And then this time, Liz oh. Allen's dad is the Vulture. Boom! Wow! Yeah.
1: Okay. Did so, you did you see it coming? I had heard maybe that something like that was going on, but it wasn't. I didn't hear that it was her dad. I heard it was um, someone's dad, like a friend of his. So, I was completely blindsided. So when it happened, I mean, they, they set it up perfectly and, you know, he goes to pick her up and there's her dad and how, I mean, can you get much better with a metaphor of, you know, teen life than the, the, uh, father of your, your girlfriend is your archenemy, you know? (laughs) I mean, that's, that's just, that's just it. It's, you can't get more on the nose with that, with that kind of things. Great. Um, it, it just it just fit perfectly. And it's one of those where I can accept the coincidence because it's not entirely coincidence. You know, Liz Allen is in this school. It's a private school. And how can they afford the private school? Because of his villainy. And she's smart. How, why is she smart? Because she comes from a family of smart people. Her mom's on staff at the school. And uh, it's... Yeah, I... I'm I'm I go with it as soon as it happened it was this these just great moments of sizing him up you know Peter Parker sizing him up and then him hearing Liz talk about yeah you keep disappearing like when the thing happened at the ferry and like when you disappeared in Washington DC and 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 her dad's just putting it together and then just that moment in the car where he's like just threatening Peter like I'm, I'm going to kill you, and I'm going to kill everyone you care about, if you, if you don't let this go, because I'm doing this for her. And then that being the thing that just says to Peter, I, uh, I can't not do this. I have to go after him, because, you know, it's, it's the great power and responsibility. That was the Walker. Did you see him?
0: The Walker guy again. Walker guy from, last- from last, from the last road trip episode. It was him. Ben is seeing the Walker.
1: I will show you. <laughs> it is not my imagination. I will show you.
0: Wasn't last time he was walking with a lawnmower down the street? Yes, two streets over. So same
1: direction. Walking in the same direction.
0: The Walker. What Ben fails to realize is the Walker is actually played by Stan Lee and has been this entire time.
1: Stan Lee cameo. Okay, it works. Works well.
0: I was going in there and I was thinking to myself, you know what? I hope Stan Lee. This is going to be. I hope this is his best cameo because this is his most famous creation. It was okay. I mean, it was good. It was funny.
1: No, he he already had that with with another Spider-Man movie, yeah, Spider-Man and Three. They already took away the st- the the perfect Stanley cameo of him actually being the one to say, you know, with great power comes great responsibility or something like. I can't remember exactly if he, if, if he said the exact
0: words, but he said it. Yeah, in Spider-Man Three, it's good stuff. Can't get better than that. Okay, um, speaking of. The Vulture, Michael Keaton, great job. Yes, he was incredible. And Tom Holland did a great job with Spider-Man. Um, every, everybody did a great job in this movie, I thought. Yeah.
1: I, I don't think there was really a weak one in the bunch, except for maybe Betty Brant, but that was intentional. <laughs> she was supposed to be bad at her job of reading the news for the school team
0: i found I found the whole movie with Peter like really relatable <laughs> like all, all of his school stuff it's like man, been there, done that even like the overnight trip to a different city I, I in high school I went to an overnight trip uh in New York City and it just was I was really connecting with his whole his whole thing it was, it was good
1: and that's why I mean I don't necessarily like all the language and stuff like that that they had and flipping the bird and things like that it, it felt. January. yeah it felt real it felt authentic um i mean it's still it's still high school fantasy uh speaking of high school fantasy they reference ferris bueller's day off where peter parker is running across a whole bunch of people's backyards and he runs past a television that's showing that scene from ferris bueller's day off and i was just as he's
0: running through i was like oh it's just like ferris bueller's day oh yep okay so they're recognizing this fact there was a line or two in this movie that are ripped straight from the Ultimate Spider-Man comics. I can't remember which ones they were, but it's like people commenting about him and what he, his suit looks like and what he, or what he smells like or something. I, I can't remember, but that uh, the stuff where I don't I don't know if they do this a lot in the Six One Six, but they did it all the time in the Ultimate comics, where you know he where he's on the golf course or something and he he's trying to swing. But he can't because it's a golf course where he just has to sprint. <laughs> that's that's totally I mean, that's the Spider-Man thing is
1: he's in over his head, yeah. you know, and he finds himself in these situations where what does he do? And he has to think, think his way out of it. And, you know, but he's still the lovable loser. And so he runs out of web fluid in the middle of the battle. You know, it's those kind of things that didn't happen to, say, Batman or Superman, except as a, a major plot twist or plot point. With Spider Man is just a thing, you know, he just has to deal with. And that's that's one thing thematically that I'm glad they kind of played with it and talked about it, but you know, it's the whole thing with the Justice League trailer where Batman says, you know, what's what's my power? What's what's your power, Batman? And he and he's like, you know, I'm I'm rich or whatever. And in this, you have him get the suit from Tony Stark. And I just feel like that's a little bit like they're giving him too much, maybe. You know, where he's not just wearing a suit that he sewed together himself the web shooters the web fluid that was something he did on his own but he has this very he's a very privileged superhero
0: he has karen and that was that's very different from what we're used to with spider-man
1: and i don't know if he still has karen
0: yeah
1: uh with with the new suit that he has uh since he turned down being an avenger but it does take away a little bit from the relatability where it's just I'm just a guy trying to do my best with what I've got and because he has so much
0: and that's one of the reasons why I'm not a fan of the Avenger in training storylines that they try to do Uh, but I thought this this by far out of all the storylines I've read where this happens this has been my favorite one I thought they did handle it very well
1: yeah and in the end he turns down being Avenger yeah
0: yeah, which won't last, obviously, because he's got to go into space with everybody else and fight. Find- oh, he'll
1: he'll team up with them, but it's not like he's. I mean, they're gonna come to him for help. They're gonna
0: put out the call, but it's not because he's on the team. Oh, I think eventually he'll be on the team. Like maybe not in the next movie, but I think eventually. Yeah, we'll see. So Hudson, tell us some more
1: about what you thought about this movie. You can spoil anything.
2: Spoil anything? Um, how about that ending? Uh, when Vulture is talking to who you guys think uh, is going to be uh, Scorpion, and and he's like, I hear you know who he is and stuff, and he's like, if I knew who he was, he would be dead. Um, I thought that was interesting, and you wonder if you're going to see Michael Keaton show up again in future films.
0: Well, I don't know about that, but that's, that's totally in line with his character, because, you know, Peter saved his daughter's life in DC, so he's like, I was just going to kill you, but now I'm going to, you know. Date my daughter, just don't mess with me anymore. And then now after trying to kill Peter and get away, Peter goes and saves his life. Yep. So he's you know, he's not gonna betray Peter. Which I think I oh, thought was cool. This is the coolest the vulture's ever been, <laughs> I mean, honestly.
1: Well, and I really like the whole the whole finale where the battle is try and stay alive, the battle is try and stop Vulture, and then the battle becomes try and save Vulture. Like I like the the way the battle turns, so that he is not just trying to stop vulture he's not just trying to catch vulture he's actually trying to save his life when he realizes he's gonna this is bad, this is really bad he's going to die he he actively tries to save his life, and that is a that's a spider man thing you know where he is he has the great power and he feels the great responsibility. They didn't say the line by the way at all nope. uh but Evan asked before he walked into the theater, do you think we'll have the, the theme song? And boy, did we yeah. Like it wasn't even uh, a hidden little moment. It was just front and center. First
0: thing you hear. First thing you hear. I mean, it's the Marvel logo with the Spider-Man theme song.
1: Well, It was after the, the opening with oh, Vulture. Right. So yes. it wasn't quite the first thing, but they just jumped right into it. That Marvel logo, they did not use the Marvel fanfare. Do you remember when they made a big deal that they had a new Marvel fanfare written? Yeah. I think it was by Brian Tyler. I can't remember, but I think it was by him, and they made this whole big deal about this is gonna be at the front of every Marvel movie. I think it was in front of two.
0: <laughs> it's been in, it's been in a few, and they've used it every, on all the new ones except I, up till now. I think they changed it. I don't think they used that that one that they were they tried it
1: out. Oh, okay. Uh, but anyway, this was a cool one to, to yeah. not use it on.
0: Um, how about that? Uh, do you think that was a callback when he's un- when he's crushed underneath all the stuff Do that famous oh, Spider-Man oh. moment? That was cool. I love it yeah. when they do that
1: but they didn't frame it exactly like that no. so I mean they, they it's a callback but it wasn't a perfect framing of it
0: yeah there was some drippy drips but it wasn't he wasn't like the water wasn't filling up you know which I was waiting on that but oh well can't get them all they did the reflection in the water yeah that was so cool I'm like, like I love that Marvel's thrown all this stuff in like like all this all the hidden characters if you're a comic book fan you're gonna love this movie because they have the they have the reflection where half of his face is Spider-Man and half of it's Peter. And they do that all the time in the comic books.
1: Of course, in the comic books, they don't do it like with usually it's not done practically. This was a total practical thing where his mask is under the water and folded over just right so that when he looks in it in the water, he can see his reflection and he sees half of his face is Spider-Man. Yeah. So it was was a cool moment. Cool moment. Uh, Hudson, anything else? Anything else sticking out at you? Evan, anything else sticking out at you?
2: I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Uh, to comment on, it, you guys were saying like how he's like things stop working and stuff like that, and I, I guess with his suit that Stark made, he didn't have that. But then once that was taken away, you did get that element of he's still going to do what he can with what he has, even when it fails and falls on the ground, and then Ned comes and saves his life, and that was cool. I like that.
1: That was a fun moment when that happened. I was just like. Did Tony Stark send someone? Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I
1: almost expected the spider suit from Tony Stark to like be there in the same way that the Iron Man suits can just go around without anyone.
0: in them. Like, I almost expected that to be. So I loved Gonkay. I mean, sorry, Ned Leeds, um, thing where he's like, I want to be the guy in the chair, yeah. and I thought that was, like I thought they were just going for a dig on DC Comics because in every um. In every uh CW show, you always have the guy on the chair talking to the you know, the person in the suit, and Batman has that with Alfred.
1: So <laughs> Yeah, but it's Marvel too. Really? Oh yeah, it, it is. I mean I can remember reading comics with like Punisher having the guy in the chair, um where uh oh what's his name? Rick Jones is the guy in the chair a lot of times. And I mean it's a Marvel thing too. It's it's a it's not a dig at D C, it's a dig at superheroes. Until it wasn't a dig, it was actually the thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was good. I, it, this is this is a really good Spider-Man movie. I liked it a lot, and it. I don't think you can. The one thing that is bugging me about it is is you can't stand it up on its own. Like, whereas like Spider-Man, wow. Spider-Man One, you can. Amazing Spider-Man, you can, but that, this one, you can't. So, I mean, it starts with Civil War. Yeah.
1: I mean, it starts by showing you all the stuff in Civil War. And it's, that's a good way. If they're going to do a flashback and kind of try and give you uh, that exposition, they did a fun job of it. But you're right. I mean, this this is definitely just another chapter of the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
0: Yeah. Which is not a bad thing. Um, other than that, I mean, they nailed the spider Maniness of Spider-Man. So.
1: Yeah. And, and they hit the beats about what I like about Spider-Man as a hero. They hit the beats of what I like about heroes. In general, just, you know, try. Peter Parker didn't even have a long time of trying to decide, am I going to go up against this guy who's threatening to kill Aunt May and my friends? I mean, he left his phone in the car when he walked out of the car. Like He left the car knowing this is what he was going to do. He was going to put on his ratty costume, and he was going to go ahead and be Spider-Man and do this and go after this, this enemy who is stronger than him. And and do it because he was, he wasn't just stealing stuff but he was selling weapons to criminals and yeah it's it's yeah it, it hits those beats of for me as as a christian of what i look for when i look at a hero you know I, this is a person doing the right thing because i mean that with great power comes great responsibility that is a christian mantra almost yep. you know to say we to who, those who have been given much much is expected and that's what we get with Spider-Man, and we get it in the superhero metaphor. But we also—it's um, not just the to whom much has been given, much is expected. I mean, we've been given much, and we there is a lot of responsibility that a Christian carries on their shoulder to affect the world in a positive way, show God's love, and, and spread the gospel. So this does a good job of being a visual metaphor for that with some unfortunate— jokes that were you know make me question okay which of my children are going to be able to see this who's ready for this and yeah
0: yeah and i mean a, a scripture that came to my mind when thinking about what you're just saying is the uh i think it's in proverbs where it talks about you know if your brother needs something and you have it to give um don't say Oh will come back tomorrow When you have it with you now you know and i think that's that's something that spider-man he he really sticks out with that uh and just you know he's he's not gonna wait around for tony stark to get his act together he's like no i've i can do this and i'm gonna i'm here and i have the power and i'm gonna well and beyond that even
1: is you know love your enemies you know and and uh going a little bit beyond the turn the other cheek but you know like show love and compassion to your enemies and heap burning coals on their head by doing so, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a great moment where when they show, uh, tombs vulture webbed up with a little note next to him saying flying vulture guy found him, you know, or whatever. Um, he's just kind of like, he's got this look on his face. Like, what are you going to do? You know, like (laughs) he got me. And you can tell, I mean, I think that whole thing at the end where he's like, if I knew who he was, he'd be dead right now. I think that's him basically saying, you know, he's not saying it out, outright, but he's, he's not going to go after Spider-Man again. Yeah. Like he respects the guy and he, I think in some ways might've turned over that new leaf.
0: Like you're talking about Tony Stark being a father figure for peter in some ways i was getting that vibe from vulture and peter um you know he's evil but in some ways he's like you know these are the facts of life and let me let me learn you some lessons you know yeah and the the whole
1: evil tony stark thing started at the beginning before any of that father figure stuff started but it was when he came flying in and he like flies and lands on that platform and his suit stays and unbuckles, and he steps out from his suit in the same way that Tony Stark does. And just, oh, that's interesting. We got evil Tony Stark here, and then you have this kind of not battle for being Peter's father figure, but you, you do have some of that where he's saying, you know, this is the way this is the way the world goes, and he does a little of the stalling thing, but this is where you get in all that theme of the us versus them, the 99% and the 1%. And these, you know, we build their roads, we clean up after them and they, they're two different people. I mean, where's Tony Stark when he's giving the one lesson to, to Peter, he's in India driving a sports car, you know, and, and where's Toombs? I mean, Toombs he has, he has wealth I mean, that's a beautiful house that yeah. they were in. Um, but it's wealth that comes from he turned to crime to stay out of poverty. And he's going to lose everything because of Tony Stark. So it's it's an interesting dichotomy that they created. And it's also just an interesting conflict that they created uh, where there's a battle between Vulture and Iron Man that happens. But the battlefield is Spider-Man. Yeah. All right, uh, let's wrap this thing up. Final words about Spider-Man? Hudson?
2: Yeah, I loved the character. Um, liked it better than uh, The Amazing Spider-Man. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to finding out what happens next. It's,
0: it's a Spider-Man movie. You watch the screen, I mean, it's it's Spider-Man. And they take a lot of the themes and, uh, and story elements that we love from the comic books and just used him greatly. Um, somehow he seems like the most genuine portrayal of Peter Parker, even though he doesn't uh, hit all of the, my favorite Peter Parker notes. Somehow I just think in his performance and, and the way they did, did it in the movie, I, I feel like he's the most genuine to me. He feels the most like a kid to me. And and I like that we start there with
1: him and yeah i think it's my favorite of the spider-man movies i think it's my favorite of the spider-man actors and that's after liking them you know i don't like amazing spider-man 2 very much but um at least now i don't but it andrew garfield worked as as spider-man and there's good things about it so yeah yeah so all right that's it then um evan you want to mention our sponsor real quick and then we will close this thing down
0: Yes, indeed. Our sponsor for this episode has been Dog Wings, which is a graphic design company. You can find them at dogwings.us. They designed our uh, front cover for our podcast, all those caricatures you see there. Um, So if you need any graphic design, logo work, caricature stuff, um, check them out.
1: And with all that said, also on our website you can find ways to contact us you can contact us at uh, feedback at uh, not welcome level seven <laughs> and there's a podcast at strangers i don't know i can't remember our email address <laughs> maybe it's in the end credits i don't know but you can go to our website strangers you can also go to our facebook page facebook.com slash strangers and aliens and we'd love to hear from you and yeah it's been a fun summer we've had a really bad movie we've had a really good movie what else have we had the summer? Alien Covenant. That was a good movie. Guardians, I like that.
0: We've had, we had Guardians. We had... What, what was another one?
1: Guardians. Well, you weren't around for Alien Covenant, but that was one.
0: Know. Wonder uh, Woman. Wonder yeah. Woman was good. Yeah. Last year, I thought it was a really bad year for movies on the whole. Um, love, love, I, I feel like I, I went and did not enjoy most of the ones we saw. <coughs> Arrival. Um, but, uh, yeah, I know. You love that.
1: Movie. I mean, it's the... Like, most of the ones we saw, Arrival is not most. That's...
0: No, but that was the one that really stuck out that I didn't like very much.
1: And that, yeah, it, it's okay. I also didn't. It's didn't,
0: okay. I also didn't enjoy Shin Godzilla. So I mean, there's. Last year was not a good year for movies for me. This year is much better so far. So.
1: So far, and I think next we got a Planet of the Apes movie.
0: God. Next week, guys. Next week we are joined. Is that next week. Yeah. Next Thursday. All right. Next Thursday we are joined by Brennan Miller. Who has been with us before? He is so pumped for this movie. Like, I think he's more pumped than me and Ben.
1: I don't know if you can be more pumped than I am. I'm really, really, really excited about this movie. I love this franchise and I love this reboot of the franchise. Uh, I don't think there could be a better reboot. And, you know, taking a beloved franchise that started out super strong as a classic of sci fi and then just turning around and turning it into a different classic of (laughs) sci-fi. Like, it's just amazing what they've done with it. So I'm so, I'm so excited.
0: Cool. So am I, it's going to be awesome.
1: All right. That's it then. Thank you everyone for listening. We really, 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 really appreciate it. And yeah, hope you're having a good summer too. And I'm going to go to another camp tomorrow. So (laughs) I, my summer is finally going to slow down after that, but man, it's just been hot here in Mishawaka. Um, And yet hotter in the theater.
0: And there's diapers on the road.
1: What a a day. What a day. All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. And Godspeed. Thanks for listening to the Strangers and Aliens summer movie series you can email us at podcast at strangers or leave us a voicemail at 1-804-37-ALIEN. That's 1-804-372-5436. We'd love to hear from you. You can also go to our website, strangers leave a comment on the blog or check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangers and aliens. We're also on Twitter. Strange and alien. Check us out.